What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Cheshire Stories, aka Black Dyer from Big Girl Swag. Tonight's topic Red Pill Mentality. This is something that I hear constantly. Seems like it's on repeat TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you go. You hear something about Red Pill Mentality. And I think it's a complete farce. You have men out here believing that they are the prize. I understand you may work hard and you can take care of your family, but that's about all you can do. Aside from protecting them. And most men don't even do that these days. Also, the main thing is... We have come up, or I should say, you have some women and a lot of men who believe red pill mentality is a thing. And it is because they've made so, made it so. But red pill mentality developed because women said that they wanted equal rights. I don't understand why Red pill mentality developed because of that, because women decided that they wanted to get paid a fair wage, just like their counterparts that are men. And if they're doing the same job and they're just as good as their counterparts, they should get paid just as much. But that has still yet to happen. Women have gotten paid more, but they don't get paid as much as a man. So now because women have decided that they wanted to get paid just as much as a man, men have started to feel like she doesn't need help carrying this or carrying that. You still have some gentlemen out there that will be like, can I help you with that? Because they see that something is heavy, but they're few and far in between. You don't really find men like that that will say, you need help with this or let a woman go first or open a door for a woman. You don't see that often these days. And many times men only extend uh, manners when it comes to a woman that they find attractive. This seems like the only time that men extend manners. Oh, hold the door open. And if they hold the door open, they definitely want her to either look, say something, engage in conversation, something. Most men don't just open the door to open the door. Or if they let you go first in line, they are trying, they want something, they want something. And it's not just men. Everybody seems like they have become transactional. And... It's a sad thing. People can't have genuine conversations because they're always on guard thinking that the person that is having a conversation with them wants something. That may not always be the case, but that's the case a lot of the time. The person that you're speaking to wants something, whether it be men or women, it doesn't matter. They want something. It's not just to have a conversation. Aside from men wanting to prove that they're superior to women, because women have requested to be labeled as equal to a man, 
I just want to say we are equal to men, but in different ways. Just because we have strengths in certain areas doesn't mean that we're weaker. Just like men have more physical strength than we do. We have other things that might be just as qualified as a man's physical strength or even more. So, so it's not so much about, okay, if you can do that, if I, if he can do that, then you need to be able to do that too. Men and women don't have the same strengths and the same strengths, having different strengths doesn't, doesn't mean one is weaker than the other. It just means that they're different, different, but equal. But aside from that, I want to take a dive into men who date women and that believe that woman is supposed to take care of them. And I don't mean just, oh, you're sick. Let me make sure that I help you get well. Or you need help with your presentation. Let me help you with that. Nothing minor like that. When I say that you have men out here that think women should take care of them i'm talking about the whole nine i mean as far as cooking cleaning working and the only thing they have to do is bring in a portion of the rent and they believe okay i did my part and now it's time for you to do xyz and come back to a again no that is not the way that an effective relationship works and some of them you cannot blame because if they have gotten away with it before and it has become a learned behavior and they tend to go after women that will allow them to behave in that manner then you can't really blame them it's a learned behavior at this point the only way that they're going to learn is if they have someone to break them out of that. Someone who make, wants, who makes them want to do better. Not saying that they're automatically going to do better. Because they're going to have some pushback. Because it's hard to break an old habit. It's very hard. Especially if the habit doesn't require you to work hard. And it requires you to give minimal effort. Totally understandable why it would be hard for you to break that habit. And this isn't too far off. You cannot expect a great relationship if you don't put in any effort or minimal amount of effort. Having a great relationship is just like having a great job, a job that you love. You have to put work in it. You can't just let it go. You have to work at it in order for your relationship to work. You can't be like, this is on his shoulders or this is on her shoulders. And I'm not only speaking to, I want to speak to both. I'm not only speaking to women. I'm not only speaking to men. I want to speak to both. But I know that this, uh, this podcast is, it seems like I'm speaking more to women. Mainly because I am, because I'm speaking from my point of, point of view. But you have you have both sexes that get into relationships thinking that they don't have to put in any effort because uh they bring the money to the relationship or they bring the good looks to the relationship or the good sex. You always have to work, especially if you want it to be a great relationship. You got to work at it. 
to make it work out for you because you don't put any work in it and then you have you have one of you that's putting in all the work so there the effort is lopsided effort is lopsided the person who is putting in all the work is feeling like they're getting taken advantage of because they are working at making you all work when you just skating by and just not even putting in any effort you're like, okay, if it work, it work. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Let's just find out. But that's not the way that you go about it. I mean, it should be carefree. But some things, not every relationship goes without a hitch. Sometimes you have to meet in the middle. Come to a compromise about certain things. And you can't be bullheaded when it comes to having a compromise. It can't always be your way. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet and you know say okay we can go this night or we don't have to go all this week we can go next week you have to make a compromise and I have a theory okay my theory is the reason why we have so many narcissistic men I'm pretty sure there are narcissistic women out there too, but I'm pretty sure the reason why we have so many narcissistic men are be- is because of the way that a lot of these boys grew up. A lot of these boys were never told no. They were pretty much led to believe that everything they did was right, or if it wasn't right, they can make it, you know, turn in their favor. And... It's a learned behavior, as so many other things are learned behaviors. And the more and more I read this book that I'm currently reading, it's called, um, let's see, it's called Pulling Your Own Strings by Wayne W. Dyer. When I tell you this book is so good, it's not about one sex or the other. It's about people in general, but it's just teaching you how to change your behaviors, and helping you to realize that the way that you act determines on, determines how a person treats you. So it helps in letting you know that if you act as a victim, you're going to get treated as a victim. So because, and I like the clarity of the book, but I hate the fact that it makes it seem as if because you felt you know victimized that you behaved in a certain way so it kind of puts the blame on you why your um why the person who is tormenting you is doing it to you is because of your behavior there was a scenario where there was a wife who was married to her husband for three years throughout those three years he beat on her constantly And all she did was cry, pray, and he said, I'll never do it again. And she just hoped for the best. She didn't do anything. Her actions never changed until one day he gave her a black eye so bad that it made her rethink her whole position and what she did every time he beat her. So she decided, okay, I got to leave and take my kids with me. She left for three days, didn't tell him anything. He didn't know where she was. He didn't know where the kids were. Whatever. So, 
When she came back, he was frantic, but he was afraid to put his hands on her again. It went on for a, a little while without him putting his hands on her. And then, one day he did. And she was like, I'm going to teach him, do not put your hands on me. She left again for a week. And at this point, he doesn't know if she's going to come back or not. Because every time she leaves, she stays a little bit longer. So, the message was, every time you leave, I'm going to disappear. And I might not come back one of these times. So, his behavior changed. And he has not hit her since then. That's a really big thing when it comes to narcissists or men who believe that they're in the right when they're really in the wrong or think that they can do whatever they want to because them making you react in a way that you wouldn't bring you out of character gives them a high. Breaking you down gives them a high because it's the emotion that they see on your face. It's like they're emotionless. They have not learned or they're pretty much hollow when it comes to being emotionally intelligent. The only feelings that they realize are their own. It's kind of sad when you think about it though. Okay, last part. I'm going to cut it after this. This is my last thing that I need to say. And it rubbed me the wrong way when I heard it the first time. I heard it off of Fresh and Fit. They had a guy on there saying that a woman's value goes down after she has, has children. Depending on how many kids she has, whatever. And I'm like, okay. You have so many men saying, um, depending on how many men she done slept with. They don't want to deal with her. How many kids she done had. Her value goes down. Basically trying to say. Oh. She need to do what I tell her to do. She need to be a virgin. But I don't understand it. Because I'm like. How you going to tell a woman that she need to be a virgin. But you sitting up here. Screwing everything that's walking. That don't make no sense. How you going to tell. How you going to be doing everything that you want to do. If I, I hear messing with every woman that you want to mess with and it just don't make no sense so you're gonna marry the first woman that you have sex with because that's that doesn't it's just crazy it's crazy because women are going to have if a woman has sex with a man it's a possibility she get pregnant and the only difference is, is that you can tell when a woman has sex you can't tell when a man has sex as far as i know you can't tell so just because of that like everything that a woman does her value decreases but there's so many things out here that men do and we constantly give them chance at the chance at the chance but they talk about us like dogs constantly because we done dated this person that that person gave the person our heart and then in the process gave him our body and because of that we 
our value is lessened because of that. Because we love the person and we decided to take it a step further. I think not. If my value goes down, sir, yours goes down too. Okay, keep that in mind. Because it just doesn't make no sense. What's up, y'all? This is your girl. Chat Short Stories, a.k.a. Black Diet from Big Girl Swag. Tonight's topic, Red Pill Mentality. Welcome back to Big Girl Swag. I'm your host, Black Dahlia, a.k.a. Chat Short Stories. And tonight's topic is being the weird one. Being weird has always been considered not such a good thing. There's nothing wrong with being weird. If you're weird, that means that you're original. You're different. You're not like everyone else. But many of us have been taught that being weird is something that you do not want to be called. Something that you don't want to be at all. So you train yourself to act like other people so that you won't stand out amongst the crowd. But the accolades come when you stand far out in front of the crowd. Rather than conforming to what society wants you to do. So, being weird is everything. At times, it can get a little bit, it can get to you being weird. It can also feel like you're an outsider, nobody understands you, and you don't see it yet, but you have so many people cheering you on because you're doing what they have, they don't have the courage to do, and that's just fine. I've always been considered weird from as far back as I can remember. And I take pride in that because that means that I'm not like the average person that you come across. There's something about me that is different. And that, like I said before, that's what you want. You don't want to be like everyone else. You want to have a completely different experience than anyone else. Also, you want to live in your truth. And if you're living in your truth, and your truth just happens to be very much different than anyone else's, that's what you want. You, No one can say that you're bland or you're just black and white. There's, there's no excitement to you. They can try to, but you've done it. They haven't. That's what you have to remember. And so many of us are afraid to be weird or considered to be different because we have been conditioned. And I know that I say this many times, but we have been conditioned to believe that the way society or the way that society operates, that is the way that we should operate within society. I mean, take, for instance, the way that we are taught growing up. Everyone has the basic knowledge of how to act in public. Everyone has the basic knowledge if they've attended a public school or any kind of school. They know how to act in a classroom. They have been reprimanded. They have been taught and learned different things. Whereas if you go, if you have someone that has been free to be exactly who they are from birth until adulthood, they'll, you'll have completely different views of someone growing up that way without any kind of conformities or limitations. I don't know if this is considered a part of being weird, but 
Another trait that I possess is being very impulsive. There are so many things that I want to accomplish throughout living. And every time I have or I get a little bit excited about something, that is my new venture. That's the new thing that I want to take on. And because of that, it's a lot of things that I don't see through. Because the the ambition for that thing that I was working on has left and transferred to over to something else. And it's just kind of hard to stay focused and maintain one thing. Prime example, this podcast. This podcast has been extremely hard for me to continuously make episodes for the podcast. It has been hard just because I don't have anyone to be accountable to. When it comes to doing this podcast. Also, I have no one to bounce ideas off. Many things that I want to have or I want to take a venture into doing, I have to accomplish on my own. Because many of the people in my circle do not find things like this interesting or want to do. So, I'm like a needle in a haystack. No, not the analogy I wanted to use. I'm more like drawing a short straw or um, sticking out like a sore thumb because the way that I think is completely different from many of the people that I surround myself with. And I know that there are way more people that I can get in contact with or be around that think more like I do, more creatives. I have more logical people around me. And because I have more logical people around me and people that are okay with average living, it's hard to stick out. And the other thing is being extremely shy and recluse and introverted. Those things don't help at all. But getting back to being weird, I know I strayed away from the lines, but... Being extremely impulsive. I'm so extremely impulsive. Other than that, um, living in isolation. And embracing that. But that has nothing to do with being weird. That has more to do with being introverted. But also, even if you are weird, just be proud of it. Be proud of it because you're different. No one else is like you. You may have you may see people that have similarities to you, but no one is exactly like you. You are different because there are so many different layers to you. Even if you believe that there is only one, I'm guarantee you're guaranteed to have at least 50 more. Just start peeling them back and you'll see exactly what I mean. Because for a long time I just thought that I was boring, dull, uninteresting. But there are a lot of things that's interesting about me, but it all depends on who you are and what you find interesting. It's all in your perspective. Most of my things are mental. I'm not really that type of person that's like more of you can see what is interesting about me. You have to really take a deep dive into um, my mind, the conversations that I have with people, the different things that I know. That is how you will understand and know that I'm an interesting, but yet weird person. I'm into a whole lot of things that most people aren't into. Um, for instance, a lot of people, some people like sci-fi. Other people don't like sci-fi. 
some people like the type of sci-fi that is more a mechanical sci-fi. I'm more of a mystical, magical type of sci-fi. So, prime example, I just finished watching this series called uh, Will of Time. And it, I believe it came out last year. I finished the whole season. It was only eight episodes, but I finished the whole season within two days. And I loved it because it showcased how it just, as I was saying, I loved it. It was a really good show. Like, there were so many times that it just brought me up, kept me there. And then by the end of it, it was like I was hanging off the edge of a cliff. I was just waiting for the next episode to come on. And then when that last episode hit... And I didn't see another one coming behind it. It was like I was heartbroken. And I'm just like, when are you coming back? But I have plenty of shows like that that I get into. That one, Will of Time. Um, Tomorrow People. The Originals. I love vampires. What else? I love anything but witches. Anything with mermaids. Anything that's kind of closely related to reality but isn't. Or some things that could be true and are not. And also any kind of things that from like discovering things that people wouldn't even think ever existed. So that's my weird. What's yours?